An interesting proposal to restrict investments in Chinese firms as well as delisting Chinese securities from U.S. exchanges is being floated by the Trump administration. Let's discuss this possibility. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. This is Paul Truesdell II, and you're listening to Connecting Dots. Make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode, and due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed, and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. Also, visit dots.fm for extras that are not shared on third-party podcast players. Chinese companies have made major inroads into American exchanges and broad American indexes in recent years. Americans have increasing exposure via pension funds, ETFs, mutual funds, and other financial vehicles to the Chinese markets. And according to the Financial Times, as of February of this year, 156 Chinese companies with a total market capitalization of $1.2 trillion were listed on the biggest U.S. stock exchanges, according to the U.S.-China Economic and Security Review Commission, with at least 11 of those being state-owned. The ongoing discussions to resolve the Chinese trade dispute are underway, but the administration is clearly preparing for the strong possibility of this fight just entering the next phase. There is a lot of optimism and hope, especially among market news analysts and talking heads, but the likelihood of a rapid or swift resolution to this dispute before the next presidential election is unlikely. Because of this, the administration is preparing three potential actions against Chinese securities owned by Americans or that Americans would have exposure to. One is the delisting of Chinese companies from U.S. exchanges. According to experts, this has the potential for a maximum amount of damage, but it also has the maximum amount of splashback on American consumers and investors, as this would cause a lot of volatility and potential um, for market losses. The second option on the table is limiting pension funds' ownership of Chinese securities. And the third action is to put limits on Chinese companies that would be included on indexes. The latter two, though, have more likelihood of coming to pass than the former. This proposal generally has the likelihood of having broad support from Capitol Hill, and it has especially strong support from Florida Senator Marco Rubio, as he was recently advocating for similar measures, primarily the limiting of pension funds' ownership of Chinese securities and bonds, as well as limiting the Chinese company, companies being ex- included on U.S.-based indexes. Recently, executives from major U.S. banks and financial institutions had meetings with Chinese regulators regarding their ongoing expansions into China and their navigating of China's continual loosening of limits on foreign investment, as well as foreign institutional access to the Chinese financial system. This is a potential $6 billion boon for the U.S. financial operators, but this whole situation is likely to throw a wrench in it if the U.S. starts clamping down on Chinese investment into U.S. markets. Uh, It's just kind of a logical quid pro quo retaliatory effect. Now the details on these proposals are quite light, But it does seem to be by design, as the administration is carefully gauging the Chinese reaction as well as the reaction from the markets. 
as well as trying to figure out exactly what the implementation period and the amount of carnage that any one of these proposals might inflict. The implementation of the most strict or potentially damaging proposal of delisting Chinese securities from U.S. markets is very unlikely given the amount of carnage that it could create. But the other two proposals, such as limiting Chinese securities inclusion on U.S.-based indexes, or the ownership of U.S. or Chinese securities by U.S. pension funds are a lot more likely to be implemented and could potentially be the ownership of said securities could be wound down over a period of months that would create a limited amount of carnage, but would create a maximum amount of rhetorical ammunition. These proposals may just be a contingency plan that leaked from the White House, or it may be the next major phase of the U.S.-China trade war. Nobody quite knows at this point, but what we do know is that the longer this goes on, the more desperate each party becomes, and as we approach 2020, things could get pretty bumpy. That does it for today. Thanks for joining me. I'm Paul Truesdell with Fix Cost Financial. You can reach us by phone by calling 212-433-2525 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern. Again, that's 212-433-2525. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. But ideally, for links, notes, PDFs, videos, and more to this podcast, well, simply go directly to FixCostFinancial.com and click on the blog or podcast links. For quick reference, and this is easy to remember, simply type dots.fm. That's dots.fm. Isn't that cool? And you'll land right on our podcast page. Now visit Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing, where it's better because it's simple and works. Break the mold and do it today. All rights reserved. Reproduction or use without written authorization prohibited without written authorization.